Hebrews chapter 11. Let's stand together. Hebrews chapter number 11. We got to read verse number one and then we'll read verse number seven. She sung the song. I want to preach about him. He said I'm about a man by the name of Noah that God told him to build an ark. Look at verse number one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse seven. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Genesis chapter number 6. Let's turn there. Genesis chapter number 6, beginning in verse number 12. The Bible says, God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14 says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms thou shalt make in the ark. And he goes on and he tells him about the ark. Verse 17, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven. And everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, that thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. Look at verse 22. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. I want to preach on this thought this morning. I want you to pay real close attention. The title of the message is Prepared. Prepared. The question is, are you prepared? And if you're prepared, is your family prepared? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Word of God. We thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for every song that's been sung. Thank you for those who have already made their way to an altar to pray. I thank you for the testimony that was shared. And I ask this morning, Lord, would you please stand with me? Would you please be with me as I try my best to share what I feel that you've placed on my heart. Lord, would you fill me with your spirit? God, would you give me the words to say, I cannot preach this message without you, Lord. I cannot make it another step without you. And we need you in a mighty way. God, come and speak to us through your word. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I noticed when I was studying here in Hebrews chapter number 11, I noticed these first words. It says, by faith, Noah. By faith, Noah. We read over in Genesis chapter number 6 just a small portion of what God had spoken unto Noah. But may I say to you this morning that by faith, Noah, he just simply, listen to this, he just simply believed God's word. 
God spoke to Noah, and Noah believed it. I begin to think on that thought of, I wonder how many times in our lives, what, what, what a difference it would make if just you and I, if just you and I would just simply just believe God's Word. Amen? Just believe that what God says He is going to do, He is going to do. And I notice here that by faith, Noah, he just believed God's Word. Uh, they had nothing that had happened before this. Uh, they had nothing. He had no past experiences of what God had told him that was fixing to happen. Uh, he had nothing to, to, to base it on. He, he had never seen, as Job says in the book of Job, uh, God put the water in its courses and, and they run in the waterways. And he is the one that puts the door on the seas and tells them waves how far they can go. And all of Noah's days, that's all he had ever saw. He had saw the rivers running in the rivers. Maybe every now and then they'd get out of the banks. Uh, he had saw the oceans, uh, waves crashing in the oceans. Uh, he had saw the little streams and, and the way that they would run. But then all of a sudden, God sends a word. And God says, Noah, I want you to be prepared. I want you to realize that I am fixing to bring judgment on this world. So God just simply, so Noah just simply believed God's word. But not only that, I want you to notice the second thing. Not only did he believe God's word, he believed God's warning. When God told him in Genesis chapter number 6 that I am going to destroy every single living thing on the planet, Noah believed that. It tells us right here in verse number 7 of Hebrews 11, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Noah just simply believed God's word and Noah just simply believed God's warning. And the warning is judgment is coming upon this wicked world. You have not seen it. There has been no visible signs. You cannot calculate the hour when it's going to happen. But I am telling you, Noah, by my word and by my warning, that I will send judgment upon this planet. Can you hear an amen on that? Matthew 24 and 38 says, For as in the days of Noah that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, and I underline these words, words until the day, until the day of what? Until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Amen? Do you believe God's word? Do you believe God's warnings? I still believe the day in the rapture of the church. I believe it's imminent. I believe it could happen the day before this service is over. Amen? I believe that as soon as the church is raptured out of here, I believe that the, 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 the tribulation period will fall on this earth and it'll be an experience like no one has ever experienced before. I'm telling you, you and I need to hear God's word and we need to hear God's warnings. Amen, church? Amen. He had faith in God's word and he had faith in God's warning. But I notice what happened. And this is very important. This is really the message in a thought. But Noah, being warned of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, then it says he moved with fear. He moved with fear. Now here's the thought. If you and I believe God's word, and you and I believe God's warning, does it move us at all? 
Does God's word and does God's warning move you? I noticed that Noah, by faith, he believed, he heard, and he believed God's word. He knew God's warning. It says right here, in being warned of God of things not seen as yet, but then it moved him. And the Bible says it moved him with fear. It moved him with fear. When I studied this thought of being moved with fear, it means to be circumspect. It means that he was not only moved with fear, but that word means he was moved with reverence to God. To be moved in fear, to be moved in circumspect and reverence of God means this, that as soon as Noah heard the word of God from God, and as soon as Noah heard the warning of God and from God, there was something that began to take place in the life of Noah. And Noah began to be moved. Noah began to look. Noah began to look on all sides. Noah began to pay attention to everything that was going on around him. That word moved with fear means to be circumspect and it means to be reverence, but it also gives the idea of caution and it gives the thought of examining. Did you hear that? It gives the thought of examining. And may I say to you and I this morning that if you believe God's word and you believe God's warnings and you believe that Jesus Christ could come at any moment, then it should cause something to move on the inside of all of us and it should cause us to begin to look and begin to watch and begin to pay attention and it should stir something up on the inside of me to examine everything that is going on, not only in my life, but to examine everything that is going on in the life of my friends and my family and my church family in the world that you and I live in. He said it moved him. This, this warning of God moved him with fear. It moved him with reverence. It caused him to examine. This move of fear is not, is not opposite of faith. I had to do some digging and some studying. And I dug out one of my favorite writers, an old man by the name of Matthew Henry, and this is what he said about this being moved with fear. He said, this is consistent with faith. He said, being moved with fear comes from grace. He said, being moved with fear goes with grace. And being moved with fear is the fruits of faith. Think about it. If we say today, look, you need to go home, your well's going to run dry by the time the evening's over and I'm telling you it's going to happen you know what it would do it would move you if you believe that word it would move you and it would cause you to do something if you're like me you'd go home they call for a snowstorm on the TV and it don't usually happen but they call for a snowstorm on the TV and I put more faith in a weatherman than I put in the word of God and a lot of times they'll say it's going to snow there's going to be ice on the power lines you're going to lose power and you need to get prepared you know what I'll tell my wife I'll say honey I'm going to go in here I don't think it's going to snow I don't believe it's going to snow, but I'm going to go in here and I'm going to fill the bathtub up full of water because the last thing I want to do living in the country is lose power and not be able to flush a 
Come, <laughs> uh, come on, amen. It's the worst thing in the world. And I think to myself, you know what? I believe that weatherman. I don't believe him. Oh, yeah, I believe it. It could happen. It moves me. It makes me realize I have got to do something just in case it really was to happen. Are you with me? You believe God's word? Say amen. Amen. Do you believe God's warnings? When's the last time it moved you? When's the last time God's word and God's warnings moved you? Moved you out of your seat? Moved you out of your laziness? Moved you to a place of reverence and fear of God? Moved you to a place of examining your own heart? Moved you to a place of examining your family? But not only it moved us, but it moved us and caused us to meet, to begin to move by faith because of the fear, the reverence of God, by the Word of God and the warnings of God. It moved him by faith, and he done something when it moved him. You ever been moved lately? When's the last time you've been moved by faith? As I began to see this, I thought to myself, It moved Noah. Don't miss those words. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. He moved with fear. The Word of God, the warnings from God, it moved Noah. It moved him. You know what it moved him to do? Look what it says next. He prepared an ark. It moved him to prepare. I'm hoping it got quiet because it was conviction settled over the congregation. I'm hoping it got quiet because there's conviction settled. I'm hoping it didn't get quiet because I missed God and didn't say something I was supposed to say. My prayer is, is that someone today in this service will get moved. That's my prayer. That the Word of God will move you. That you will not leave the same way that you come in. That you will not think the same way you was thinking. That you will not see things the same way you were seeing them. But God, through His Word and God, through His warnings, will move you and I to a place that you and I will get prepared. Amen. Amen. It says it moved him and he got prepared. He prepared. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house. When I studied this word prepare... It gives us really two different thoughts. Being prepared is an inside work. It's internal. And we realize according to the book of Genesis chapter number 6 and verse number 9 that Noah internally, inside, spiritually, he was prepared. Because listen to Genesis 6, 9. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. If you study Genesis 6, 9, this is what it means. It means that he was just. It means that he was lawful. It means that he wanted to do what was right. He lived by the truth. He was a complete person. He was without spot. And he walked with God. Not only did he follow God, but he fellowshiped with God. So when we begin to see here that it says he was moved with fear and he prepared an ark, the first question for you and I today is this. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? 
If you believe the Word of God and you believe the warnings of God, and if Jesus Christ could come back today to take the church home to be with Him in glory, are you internally, are you spiritually, is everything fixed in here? Are you prepared? Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Are you ready? Are you prepared to meet your maker? That's the question today. I noticed Ray and Vicky's in the service, and I don't believe they would care for me sharing this because I shared it in the funeral of Vicky's sister. She called me, and she wanted me to come to see her. Now she's at home with the Lord in heaven. But I went out to see her, and I sit there with her and her husband, Mike. And we talked, and they had talked to me about the service, and they had talked to me about the order of service, and they had shared all their heart with me that day. And she said to her husband, do you care to step out so that I can spend some time alone with the pastor? And as I sit there and her husband left the room, I asked her this question. I said, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? And she said, yes, I do. I said, well, then at the end of the day, what else matters? She said, well, Pastor, I've had this on my mind, and I just wanted to talk to you about it. She said, I just want to make sure that everything is right between me and my Lord and me and people. I don't want anything to be wrong. I don't want to have anything in my life that don't need to be there. And then she looked at me and she says, I feel like I'm a good person. And I feel like I've done a lot of good things. She said, but... But pastor, I just want to make sure. And she said, what do I need to do? That's the question of the day, right? And what do I need to do? I said, then what you need to do is, is I said, you don't need to pray and ask Jesus to save you because the relationship is there. Did you hear that? You don't need to pray and ask Jesus to save you because the relationship is there. Is the relationship there between you and God? I said, but you need to pray to make sure the fellowship is there. I said, so just simply ask the Lord if they be one thing in your life or they one thing that you've done or there's one thing that you've said or there's anything that don't need to be there. I said, just get it right with him. Just make sure that your fellowship is what it needs to be. And she had a big old grin on her face and she said, that's what I wanted to do. And we sit there in that bedroom and we prayed. And oh, what a sweet prayer it was. The question for you and I today is this. Are you prepared? You said amen. You believe God's word. You said amen. You believe God's warnings. Can you say amen to this? I am prepared. Everything is right in here between me and God and between me and my family and between me and my neighbors. I'm good. I am prepared. I am fixed. See, because what it means by moving by fear means that you look around, you look close, you examine yourself, and you make sure that you're prepared. 
for what God says is coming. Are you prepared? Are you? Have you asked Jesus to be your Savior? Do you know that He is? Is everything right in here between you and your wife and you and your husband, you and your kids and you and your co-workers? Is everything right? Because if it's not, then get prepared. If it's not, then get prepared. You hear me? Get prepared today. God's good, amen? Amen. But we see here in this text that by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, he moved with fear and he prepared an ark. This preparing was not only an inside and an internal thing, it was also an external thing. This word prepared here means by external equipment. It means to build and it means to make. This ark to the saving of his house not only means salvation inwardly, but it means rescue and outwardly. We see that this ark saved Noah and his family. There was an ark that saved Moses. And there was an ark that God dwelled in. And we notice here as we study this, Phrases here, be prepared, be prepared, not only internally, but be prepared externally. Look around, child of God. Look around. In your car on the way home, look around. In your house, when you get there, look around. In your restaurant that you're going to go to when you leave here, look around. When you drive down the road that that you live on or the street or the apartment complex, when you get there, look around and ask yourself this question, am I prepared? And Am I prepared in here? But then look around external. Look around at everything and say, is everything around me prepared? Am I prepared? He says he moved with fear. He moved with reverence. He moved. He moved examining. He moved looking. He didn't leave a stone unturned. Everywhere that Noah went, he was always looking. He was ready. He was preparing. He was getting ready. Why was he getting ready? Because he believed God's word and he believed God's warning. And by faith, he was moved and he prepared an ark. My grandbaby, Miss Isley, come to me the other day after our Wednesday night service. And I preached Wednesday night on 25 days of giving in the month of December. And the Lord has burdened me over some individuals that lives around my house. And my granddaughter come up to me after Wednesday night service and she said this to me. She said, Pat, where's Isley at? Come here, Isley. Come on. Am I going to have to come get you? Come on. Here I come. Here I come. Here I come. <laughs> come here. Don't be scared. It's just Pat. Hey, man, stand right up here. Here's what she said to me. She said, Pat, if Mima, 
That's Tina. That's my wife. If Mima could make us some peanut butter cookies. This was her idea. She said, if she would make the cookies, Pat, can me and you take them to everybody that lives on your road? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah. And then what did you make me do? I had to what? She said, Pat, will you pinky promise? Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Easy, easy, easy. She said, it's okay, baby. Look right here, look right here, look right here. Boom, back with Mama. She said, Pat, will you pinky promise? Will you pinky promise that we will take cookies to everybody on your road, Pat? I said, yeah. She said, can't break a pinky promise. You know what God's doing? You know what he's doing. He's saying, hey, Keith, you believe my word? Hey, Keith, you believe my warnings? Is it moving you at all? Because if my word and my warnings are not going to move you, I'll send you a granddaughter by. And she's going to ask you to pinky promise. And you're going to move one way or another. Do you pinky promise? I said, I do. She said, Pap, you can't break a pinky promise. Noah moved with fear and Noah prepared. Genesis 6, 9, Noah is prepared inwardly. Now it's time to get prepared outwardly. Hey, child of God, you believe God's word? You believe God's warnings? Has it moved you lately? Are you preparing? The ark to the saving of his house. Notice this, and I'm about finished. The preparing of the ark and the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, his faith and their lack of faith. Did you know that God's word became Noah's words? Did you know that God's warnings become Noah's warnings? Did you know that because of God's word and because of God's warnings, 2 Peter 2.5, Peter called Noah a preacher of righteousness. If he is a preacher of righteousness, that means that he was preaching God's word. And if he is a preacher of righteousness, that means he was preaching God's warning. So as Noah is preparing, as he is building that ark, he is a preacher of righteousness. He is just not standing there sawing boards and driving nails. Noah is preaching to every single person who comes by. He could do what a lot of people does. He could charge $5 a person to walk through it. He could charge $50 a family to bring them in. But he had something way greater than that. He had the truth of the Word of God. And Noah 
preached. He was a preacher of righteousness. I can imagine as he would drive a nail, and Charlie and Emily, you'd come through with your family, and he'd say, get right with God, judgment's coming. And he would warn you as you come through. And Brother Jeremy, as you brought your family by, and you would say, what is this big box that you're building? No one would call it a boat. Who would have ever called it a boat or a ship or an ark? What is this big wooden box that you're building? And as he would drive the nails and saw the boards, he would preach the truth of the Word of God and he would preach the truth of the warnings of God. Judgment is coming. Get ready. Get your hearts right with God because judgment is coming. Are you with me? The building of the ark. Saved Noah by faith, and it saved his family by faith. But listen, Brother Grayson, but listen to how graceful our God is. Listen to this. 1 Peter 3.20 says this, The long-suffering of God, the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing. Can you believe that? I said it like this in the 830 service. I'll try to say it similar. As he got the first part of that ark built, God in heaven, he waited. And as he got the middle section built and the the floors built and the walls built, God in heaven waited. And the preacher of righteousness kept preparing and kept preaching. And God waited. And when he drove in the finished nails... God waited. And when he put the last boards in the, in the last little piece of trim and he, and he got everything exactly the way it needed to be, God waited. And he waited and he waited and he waited. And when everything was complete exactly the way God wanted it to be, God said, come inside. And the judgment of God fell on the world. He prepared thoroughly, throughly, inwardly, and outwardly. Wherein few that his eight souls were saved by water. Notice in closing, Miss Jean, if you'll come up, please. By the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah became. Never had noticed that before, but Noah became. What did he become? Noah became a partaker. (laughs) Noah became. (laughs) And it was brought to pass. He became an heir. That means he is an inheritor. He is a possessor. An inheritor and possessor of what? Of righteousness. And when you study that word righteousness in parentheses in the Greek, it means a Christian, which is by faith. Please hear me. You believe God's word? Don't say nothing. Just just listen. You believe God's word? Listen close. If you believe God's word, do you do you believe God's warnings? Has it moved you at all? Is God's Word and God's warnings moving? Is it, is it doing anything in you right now at all? 
Is it moving you to get prepared? To get prepared. The Bible teaches us there is a famine coming. There is. There is a famine, not of bread and not of water, but of the preached Word of God. Is God's Word moving you at all this morning? Has it stirred anything in you? Has it it brought up any fear that is causing you to activate your faith because of your reverence of who He is and what He has said? I sit in my office last Sunday and I talked with a young man and his wife and their little baby about joining the church. They shared their testimonies with me and the young lady said this to me. She said, Pastor, in October when the message was preached on people dying and going to hell in a church pew, she said, that was the Sunday that I asked Jesus to be my Savior. And she started crying, man, she started crying. I was looking for toilet paper, couldn't find, I mean, I, I mean Kleenexes. I was looking for Kleenexes everywhere. I could not, I had run out of Kleenexes in my office. So I pulled open the back cabinet behind me, and there was a roll of toilet paper. I said, I said girl, I am so sorry, but this is the best I can do. She said, I don't care. And I give her that roll of toilet paper. She wrapped some around her hand and wiped her eyes and wiped her nose. And she said, I can tell you the difference in me since I got saved in that October service. And this is what she said, Brother Dean. She said, after that service, I went to eat with my family. And she said, I sit there and I looked at all of them and I asked myself this question. Is all of my family believers, do they know Jesus? Are they going to heaven? And she said, after that, preacher, everywhere I go, I look at people and I just wonder. And she said, it breaks my heart. Are they ready? Do they know the Lord? Are they prepared to meet him? Boy, there was something stirred up in my soul. You know what I thought, Brother Jason? I thought, she got it. She got it. Because she realizes not only did she need to get prepared, but now she's worried that others need to be prepared. I don't know what's coming up next year. I have no idea, nor do you. But I can tell you this, what God's been dealing with me about. Keith, be prepared. Be prepared. Prepared for what, Lord? Lord, what do I need to be prepared for? And then God dealt with me about this message, pressing, and I'm seeing it clear every day as the days go on. I need to be prepared And externally, I need to look around and make sure that everyone around me is prepared.